Welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a weekly podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. Now, I think the title of today's episode requires a bit of explaining, because unless you follow me on Instagram, on my main account, Louisa Miller Out, and religiously watch my stories, I don't know if you would get this reference, but I have posted it on the podcast Instagram so that now everyone's eyes can be graced with it. This image is a meme that I posted on my Instagram story several weeks ago in honor of Pride Month, and it is some chick laying in bed, and she has a Snapchat filter filter on. She could be 45 years old. She could be 12. I cannot tell. And this is an Instagram story that she posted and she has written in the little text overlay, happy pride month and a rainbow flag. And then below that there is a poll with the question, should I go lesbian? No question mark, just should I go lesbian? And then the options are yes or no for her followers to vote on whether or not she should go lesbian for pride month. I love this. This image made my day when I saw it. It made my entire week and it makes me very happy every time I look at it. There's also like a week in the beginning of Pride Month where I had Born This Way by Lady Gaga like really stuck in my head and I was like hold on the lyrics to this are actually really problematic and outdated and questionable and also like really weirdly religious look them up if you don't know what I'm talking about but anyway that song does unfortunately go extremely hard specifically the Glee version it's iconic side note I think it's really interesting how straight people like Taylor Swift become gay icons remember you need to calm down I have felt more represented by like so many other Taylor songs but not not that specific one. Perhaps I'll do a future episode on like queer baiting, but I'm not going to get into it today because we have a lot to talk about. So today I basically wanted to share my coming out story in honor of Pride Month. I realized I wasn't straight in middle school, which is when I think a lot of people have their like sexual awakening, I guess, like start experiencing attraction to other people. And then some other people don't, and that's completely normal and fine. And a lot of people are on the ace spectrum and that's valid too. If you didn't have a sexual awakening slay and if you did slay but some fictional characters who were responsible for me realizing that I was in fact attracted to not just men Gogo Tamago from Big Hero 6 she's like the one who's always blowing bubblegum bubbles and zooming around on roller skates and I just thought she was so hot they made her too hot for a kids movie I don't understand also it's really weird that like in that movie Hero is like I don't know like 13 or 14 and all of his friends are like postdocs at like a research lab or something like that but anyway Gogo was a big one Hermione Granger, but fuck JK Rowling, we don't fuck with TERFs on this pod, trans women are women, but any character played by Emma Watson, pretty much, Mulan, I think like the moment when she cuts her hair off with the sword was very like inspiring to me, I definitely went through many interesting haircuts on my gender journey, I had a bowl cut in third grade, it was a bad one, it was not a cute bowl cut, it was a a horrific bowl cut, I think that was less of a like gender affirming thing and more of like an accident, like I accidentally indicated a little bit too high up when I was pointing to where I wanted my haircut. Other characters include literally any character Zendaya has ever played and also Meg from Hercules. I feel like people always forget that that movie exists. I know I forget that it exists, but I think she and Hercules were actually each other's beards. I think that's like a very sound theory. I think Hercules is gay, Meg is gay, and they're trying to like pretend not to be. Anyway, so in middle school I came out as pansexual, which is a concept I think I probably learned about somewhere online or from a friend. That is a positive to sharing information about gender and sexuality. Lots of people like fearmonger about kids turning each other gay and turning each other trans through like Instagram or whatever, but like really all my friends and online communities did was give me better language to describe the person I have always been and the attraction I have experienced since I was old enough to start feeling that attraction. So I think it's a really good thing that I had access to such a wealth of information online about different gender identities and different sexualities from an early age, but I do remember 
remember doing a lot of explaining to people about what being pansexual means, and I also experienced a lot of hate from specifically bisexual people, which sucked a lot because, like, we should have solidarity. Like, we are both attracted to multiple genders. It's just that specifically, like, being pan is, like, attraction regardless of gender, so I just basically like people, and I don't think there would be, like, a single gender that I'm not attracted to, but a lot of bi people got really defensive when I would tell them I was pan because they would be like, oh, so you think bi people, like, don't think non-binary people exist? Or, like, they would basically think that I was telling them that I was attracted to non-binary people and they weren't, and that was the difference between us, which is absolutely not true. Being bi does not mean only liking boy and girl. Being bi is literally just being attracted to two or more genders, and being pan is, like, there isn't a single gender in this world that I wouldn't be attracted to as long as the person was, like, hot. So, yeah, I've had a lot of, like, misunderstandings with bi people in the past, but bi pan solidarity forever. Very important. So I want to acknowledge that I am very lucky to have a lot of really amazing friends and family members who accepted my queerness from the beginning and were very loving and supportive. I recognize that not every queer person has access to the privilege of coming out and that it's not safe for many people to do so, and that breaks my fucking heart. So for anyone who's still in the closet and doesn't want to be, I really hope it gets better for you someday, and I hope that you eventually find your people. So that's my, like, sexuality coming out story, which happened before my whole gender thing. My gender story is a little bit more complicated. So I was socialized as female, I was assigned female from birth, and I was called a tomboy a lot growing up, and I always had a lot of resentment for that term because I was, like, very resistant to being shoehorned into some kind of stereotype. I was like, bro, why can't you just let me exist and like the things I like and climb a tree in a dress without, like, slapping a label on me? Actually, I kind of hated wearing dresses. I still hate wearing dresses. I would always wear shorts under them so I could, like, do cartwheels and stuff, and I would be like, this is stupid. I could just be wearing a tank top and shorts. But anyway, I never really seriously questioned my gender until well into high school, but there were early signs that I didn't fit neatly into the gender binary. For one thing, I've always felt uncomfortable using the word woman to refer to myself. It just didn't feel right, and it didn't feel like it described me properly. And I also got this weird feeling of euphoria when people would have trouble discerning my gender from looking at me. Once this little kid on a playground ran up to me and asked me, are you a boy or a girl? When I must have been like, I don't know, like 11 or 12 or something. And I don't know, like getting that question made me really happy. So I've had trans and non-binary friends both online and in person since middle school pretty much. And that number has grown so much throughout high school and college. A, because a lot of my friends have realized that one of the two binary genders doesn't really represent their identity. And B, because I've made new friends and I'm so grateful to be able to exist in a really gender diverse community. And again, I want to reiterate that my friends didn't like pressure me into identifying as non-binary or anything. They just provided an environment where I felt safe exploring my gender and sexuality and knew I would be accepted no matter how I ended up identifying. And they also acknowledged that gender and sexuality are fluid and that people can identify differently in different periods of their life and that's still valid. I also have a couple queer and non-binary family members so from a very early age I was aware that being non-binary was a thing and that's why I think representation is so important and public figures like Bella Ramsey being open about their non-binary identities and normalizing the use of they them pronouns is really cool. Anyway I started questioning my gender around the end of junior year beginning of senior year in high school and started experimenting with how different pronouns and different variants of gender expression made me feel. I got the stereotypical non-binary haircut which was a wolf cut and that made me feel really affirmed. I also started wearing a lot more typically mask clothes like well I started wearing a literal mask because there was COVID but I also started dressing more masks so I started wearing a lot of like boxy shorts button down 
men's oversized men's sweaters as well as like the Steve Jobs fit which is like a turtleneck and straight jeans and yes clothes don't have a gender on them but people kind of use them as tools to affirm their gender it depends on how you feel while wearing them and how you put them together like you can give clothes whatever meaning you want just want to make that clear no matter how you dress your gender identity is still absolutely valid and I got better at affirming my own gender using my clothes around this time I also started using she they pronouns which I used for a while until I got a little bit into my first semester of college when I kind of flipped them to they she just because I go to a historically women's college and I felt like my they them pronouns were kind of being neglected because although Smith is very gender diverse there is still kind of this assumption that you're female if you go there so like I want people to start using they them for me more because I felt like they were defaulting to she a little too much for my comfort I still have really complicated feelings about gender labels because I don't think the language we have currently is fully sufficient to describe my gender and I know I'm not alone in that sentiment I know a lot of people feel that way there's also linguistic things like the word queer used to be used as a slur and I know some LGBTQIA plus people don't like to use it for themselves because it might have painful associations for them and I've met people who are uncomfortable with queer people reclaiming the F slur as well my personal stance is if you're part of a marginalized group you can reclaim the slurs used against that group and reclamation can be a really amazing tool to take power away from bigots I've been called a queer and a fag by people who intended to harm me but honestly it didn't even affect me because my friends and I call each other fags so much that I was just like desensitized when it happened but I respect that that's not the reality for a lot of people and if someone doesn't want me to call them queer or you the F word in their presence or in reference to them, I absolutely honor that preference. Anyway, I'm really interested to see how our language around gender evolves in the future. Like, some of the words for non-binary family members are not cutting it for me. Like, no offense, but like, niece and nephew, like, nibbling? I don't know, I hate how that sounds, I'm sorry. Like, we need better language for talking about non-binary people. But for now, I identify as a non-binary femme, and I use they, them, and she, her pronouns interchangeably. I don't care what ratio people use them in. I feel like the ideal ratio is probably about 50-50. I'd prefer that people use both, but it's fine if they only use one. I get that using multiple different pronouns for the same person has been a difficult concept for a lot of people to grasp, and I'll get into that a bit more later. But it is really cool when people at least try to use both of my pronouns, even when they mess up or it's linguistically awkward, and they're like, I saw they yesterday, or them went to the store. Which is like, okay girl, if you were raised speaking English, you kind of have no excuse for that. Like most people use singular they pronouns subconsciously and naturally when describing a person of unknown gender, most native English speakers anyway. I'm going to talk a little bit more about non-native English speakers in a sec. And oh my god, one of my biggest pet peeves is people saying he or she when they could literally just say they. It's shorter and more inclusive. I don't get the reason for saying he or she. Unless you're like explicitly trying to deny the existence of non-binary people, I guess. But if people are genuinely trying and learning about my gender and my pronouns that is cool and I respect that and you shouldn't be scared of messing up people's pronouns as long as you learn from the times you mess up and get better over time most non-binary and trans people from my experience only have a problem when people knowingly or deliberately misgender them or do it like repeatedly like to an extent that cannot be explained by just accidents like of course it stings to be accidentally misgendered too but we don't personally hold grudges against people for making mistakes people will be chill as long as you try to respect their pronouns. Just make an effort. I feel like my pronouns and my non-binary identity have definitely been the hardest aspect of my queerness for my family to wrap their heads around. Now, my little sister is a Zoomer like me, and she's 
been cool about it from day one but a lot of my family members had some weird emotional reactions about like losing their daughter or like losing I don't know the person I used to be but I understand kind of where they're coming from with that because I did reveal a pretty significant aspect of my identity pretty suddenly and I think my parents especially kind of felt weird about the fact that I didn't tell them sooner like they felt like I didn't trust them or something or they felt like I assumed they would be bigoted about it but I did trust them and I told them as soon as I realized myself and felt secure in the fact that I was non-binary and since that initial like awkwardness they've really come around and they both affirm my gender and use my pronouns and are really cool about it and really good at it honestly I know the pronoun thing was tough but I'm honestly really proud of them for adapting to that so well and yeah my parents are cool I think it's tough for a lot of people of my parents generation and older so that's gen x and older and even like millennials sometimes to unlearn the gender binary as it's been presented to them and grasp the concept of singular they them pronouns and I'm not saying that all zoomers are perfect like a lot of gen z people are still really brainwashed by like gender binarism but like it's especially hard for my family members who are native speakers of languages other than English so some of my family members definitely still don't really like incorporate or understand singular they them pronouns and I'm okay with people not understanding my pronouns especially if English is their second or third or fourth language which it is for some of my family members all that matters is that they still love me and will listen to my explanations and try to learn something new even if they still don't come away understanding the complexity of gender and pronouns perfectly like even I don't understand those things fully and I learn so much from my other genderqueer friends every day honestly like I don't know if I'm ever gonna perfectly understand my gender or have the perfect language to describe it I'm just doing the best I can with what I have and that's okay the only thing I am not okay with is like family members disrespecting non-binary and trans people making fun of people who use singular they them pronouns and just generally being intolerant and I think a lot of people avoid the responsibility of actually listening to queer people and the task of using their pronouns and respecting their identities by like making fun of them and dismissing them as just confused kids or silly kids and I'm sure we've all heard it's just a phase and that kind of rhetoric is incredibly damaging to young queer people's mental health and can even be life-threatening for a lot of youth and it's also important to consider the experience and struggle of elder queer people who weren't lucky enough to grow up in a world with such ready access to information about gender and sexuality via the internet I think the Overton window which is basically like the range of ideologies and policies considered acceptable to the mainstream I think that window has shifted a lot on gender and sexuality in the past few decades it's still definitely not where it needs to be at all especially with transphobia on the rise and the horrific wave of anti-trans legislation in America and there are still horrific anti-queer hate crimes that happen here every single day don't get me wrong but queerness has become more acceptable to the general public than it used to be and that is because of the unrelenting work of queer activists and just regular everyday queer people existing and explaining over and over again to their friends and family how they use they them pronouns and demanding humane treatment for ourselves and really advocating for ourselves and advocating for those who maybe can't advocate for themselves and that's how we make change that's how we create a safer world for our queer siblings who are not as privileged as we are and might not have access to a safe and accepting community or gender affirming care so in conclusion 
I want to wish a very happy Pride Month to all of my LGBTQIA listeners and my listeners who have queer loved ones, which should cover all of you, to be honest. Like, I don't know a single person who doesn't have a queer person in their life who they love and appreciate, even if it's like a celebrity or someone. But my heart especially goes out to those of you who do not have access to a safe environment where you can be your true self. And I know it's not the same, but I love and accept you however you identify, and I hope that one day either your friends or family come around, or that you find a chosen family who make you feel loved and validated, and then you can be authentically yourself loudly and proudly one day, or quietly and proudly. Not everyone has to be loud. So this Pride Month, blast some boy genius, get a non-binary ass haircut. I know hairstyles don't have a gender, but you know what I mean. And just explore and express your queerness in whatever way feels right to you. And I will talk to you next time. I have some really exciting episodes coming up and some guests coming on soon, so stay tuned. Louisa Miller out.